Hey everyone, this is Reshma from Edureka. We're going to learn about Git and GitHub. So at first, what is version control and why do we actually need version control? After that, different version control tools. And then all about GitHub and Git. After that, the features of Git. And finally, we're going to use all the Git commands to perform all the Git operations. So let us begin with the first topic, what is version control? Well, you can think of version control as the management system that manages the changes that you make in your project till the end. The changes that you make might be some kind of adding some new files or you're modifying the older files by changing the source code or something. So what the version control system does is that every time you make a change in your project, it creates a snapshot of your entire project and saves it. And these snapshots are actually known as different versions. Now, if you're having trouble with the word snapshot, just consider that snapshot is actually the entire state of your project at a particular time. It means that it will contain what kind of files your project is storing at that time and what kind of changes you have made. So this is what a particular version contains. Let's say that I have been developing my own website. So let's say that in the beginning, I just had only one web page which is called the index.html and after a few days I have added another web page to it which is called about.html and I have made some modifications in the about.html by adding some kind of pictures and some kind of text what actually the version control system stores it has detected that something has been modified and something has been created for example, it is storing that about.html is created and some kind of photo is created or added into it. And let's say that after a few days, I have changed the entire page layout of the about.html page. So again, my version control system will detect some kind of change and it will say that some about.html has been modified. And you can consider all of these three snapshots as different versions. So when I only had my index.html web page and I did not have anything else, this is my version 1. And after that, when I added another web page, this is going to be my version 2. And after I have changed the page layout of my web page, this is my version 3. So this is how a version control system stores different versions. So let us move on to the next topic. Why do we actually need version control? Because you might be thinking that, why should I need a version control? I know what the changes that I have made and maybe I'm making these changes just because I'm correcting my project or something. But there are a number of things because of why we need version control. And so the first thing that version control system avails us is collaboration. Now imagine that there are three developers working on a particular project and everyone is working in isolation or even if they're working in the same shared folder, so there might be conflicts sometimes when each one of them are trying to modify the same file. Now let's say they are working in isolation, everyone is minding their own business. Now the developer one has made some changes XYZ in a particular application and in the same application the developer two has made some kind of other changes ABC and they are continuing doing that same thing. They're making the same modifications to the same file, but they're doing it differently. So at the end, when you try to collaborate or when you try to merge all of their work together, you'll come up with a lot of conflicts. And you might not know who have done what kind of changes, and this will at the end end up in chaos. But with version control system, it provides you with a shared workspace. 
and it continuously tells you who has made what kind of change or what has been changed so you'll always get notified if someone has made change in your project so with version control system a collaboration is availed between all the developers and you can visualize everyone's work properly and as a result your project will always evolve as a whole from the start and it will save a lot of time for you because there won't be much conflicts because obviously if the developer A will see that he has already made some changes he won't go for that right because he can carry out his other work he can make some other changes without interfering his work we'll move on to the next reason for why we need version control system and this is one of the most important things because of why we need version control system now the next reason is because of storing versions because saving a version of your project after you have made changes is very essential and without a version control system it can actually get confusing because there might be some kind of questions that will arise in your mind when you are trying to save a version the first question might be how much would you save would you just save the entire project or would you just save the changes that you made now if you only save the changes it'll be very hard for you to view the whole project at a time and if you try to save the entire project at every time there will be a huge amount of unnecessary and redundant data lying around because you'll be saving the same thing that has been remaining unchanged again and again and it will cover up a lot of your space and after that the another problem comes that how do you actually name these versions now even if you are a very organized person and you might actually come up with a very comprehensible naming scheme but as soon as your project starts varying and it comes to variants there is a pretty good chance that you'll actually lose track of naming them and finally the most important question is that how do you know what exactly is different between these versions what's the difference between version 1 and version 2 what exactly was changed you need to remember or document them as well now when you have a version control system you don't have to worry about any of that you don't have to worry about how much you need to save how do you name them or you don't have to remember that what exactly is different between the versions because the version control system always acknowledges that there is only one project so when you're working on your project there is only one version on your disk and everything else all the changes that you've made in the past are all neatly packed inside the version control system and obviously like john asked that if you want to go back to the previous version if you're not sure that the modifications you just made are right and you want to revert back you can do that with version control system as well because it is storing all your versions and you can always revert back the next reason now version control system provides me with a backup here you've got your central server where all the project files are located and apart from that every one of the developers has a local copy of all the files that is present in the central server inside their local machine and this is known as the local copies so what the developers do is that every time they start coding at the start of the day they actually fetch all the project files from the central server and store it in the local machine and after they are done working they actually transfer all the files back into the central server so at every time you'll always have a local copy in your local machine at times of crisis like maybe let's say that your central server gets crashed and you have lost all your project files you don't have to worry about that because 
all the developers are maintaining a local copy, the same exact copy of all the files that is related to your project that is present in the central server is there in your local machine. And even if, let's say that maybe this developer has not updated his local copy with all the files, if he loses and the central server gets crashed and the developer has not maintained his local copy, is always going to be someone who has already updated it because obviously there is going to be a huge number of collaborators working on the project. So even a particular developer can communicate with other developers and get fetch all the project files from other developers' local copy as well. So it's very reliable when you have a version control system because you're always going to have a backup of all your files. So the next thing in which version control helps us is to analyze my project because when you have finished your project, you want to know that how your project has actually evolved so that you can make an analysis of it and you can know that what could you have done better or what could have been improved in your project. So you need some kind of data to make an analysis and you want to know that what has exactly changed and when was it changed and how much time did it take. and version control system actually provides you with all the information. Because every time you change something, version control system provides you with a proper description of what was changed and when was it changed. You can also see the entire timeline and you can make your analysis report in a very easy way because you have got all the data present here. So this is how version control system helps you to analyze your project as well. So let us move ahead version control tools because in order to incorporate version control system in your project, you have to use a version control tool. What is available? What kind of tools can I use to incorporate version control system? So here we've got the four most popular version control system tools and they are Git and apart from Git, you have got other options as well. You've got the Apache subversion and this is also popularly known as SVN. SVN and CVS, which is the concurrent version systems, they both are a centralized version control tool. It means that they do not provide all the developers with a local copy. It means that all the contributors or all the collaborators are actually working directly with the central repository only. They don't maintain local copy. And it's kind of actually becoming obsolete because everyone prefers a distributed version control system where everyone has a local copy. And Mercurial, on the other hand, is very similar to Git. It is also a distributed version control tool. But we'll be learning all about Git here. That's why Git is highlighted in yellow. So let's move ahead. Git has always been the most popular version control tool as compared to SVN, Mercurial, and CVS. And it has always kind of been a bad day for CVS. But Git has always been popular. So why not use Git, right? So let us move ahead. And let us all learn about Git and GitHub right now. Now, I've been talking about a distributed version control system. Here we've got a central server or a central repository. Now, I'll be using the word repository a lot from now on. Just so that you don't get confused, I'll just give you a brief overview. I'll also tell you in detail what is a repository. Just consider repository as a data space where you store all the project files, any kind of files that is related to your project in there. So don't get confused when I say repository instead of server or anything else. So in a distributed version control system, you've got a central repository and you've got local repositories as well. And every of the developers at first make the changes in their local repository and after that they push those changes or transfer 
those changes into the central repository. And also they update their local repositories with all the new files that are pushed into the central repository by an operation called pull. GitHub is going to be my central repository and Git is the tool that is going to allow me to create my local repositories. Now let me exactly tell you what is GitHub. Well, Git is a version control tool that will allow you to perform all these kind of operations to fetch data from the central server and to just push all your local files into the central server. So this is what Git will allow you to do. It is just a version control management tool. Whereas in GitHub, it is a code hosting platform for version control collaboration. So GitHub is just a company that allows you to host your central repository in a remote server. If you want me to explain in easy words, you can consider GitHub as a social network, which is very much similar to Facebook. Like, only the difference is that this is a social network for the developers, where in Facebook you're sharing all your photos and videos or any kind of statuses. What the developers do in GitHub is that they share their code for everyone to see their project, see their code about how they've worked on. So that is GitHub. So now GitHub case study of the Dominion Enterprises. So Dominion Enterprises is a leading marketing services and publishing company that works across several industries and they have got more than 100 offices worldwide. So they have distributed a technical team support to develop a range of websites and they include the most popular websites like forrent.com, boats.com, homes.com. All the Dominion Enterprises websites actually get more than tens of million unique visitors every month and each of the websites that they work on has a separate development team and all of them has got a unique needs and unique workflows of their own. And all of them were working independently. And each team has their own goals, their own projects and budgets. But they actually wanted to share their resources and they wanted everyone to see what each of the teams are actually working on. So basically they wanted transparency. Well, they needed a platform that was flexible enough to support a variety of workflows and that would provide all the Dominion Enterprises development around the world with a secure place to share code and work together. And for that, they adopted GitHub as the platform. And the reason for choosing GitHub is that all the developers across the Dominion Enterprises were already using GitHub.com. So when the time came to adopt a new version control platform, so obviously a GitHub Enterprise definitely seemed like a very intuitive choice. And because everyone, all the developers were also familiar with GitHub, so the learning curve was also very small. And so they could start contributing code right away into GitHub. And with GitHub, all the developer teams, all the development teams were provided access to when they can always share their code on what they're working on. So at the end, everyone has got a very secure place to share code and work together. And as Joe Fuller, the CIO of Dominion Enterprises says that, GitHub Enterprises allowed us to store our company's source code in a central, corporately controlled system and Dominion Enterprises actually manages more than 45 websites and it was very important for Dominion Enterprise to choose a platform that made working together possible. 
And this wasn't just a matter of sharing Dominion Enterprise's open source project on GitHub. They also had to combat the implications of storing private code publicly to make their work more transparent across the company as well. And they were also using Jenkins to facilitate continuous integration environment. And in order to continuously deliver their software, they have adopted GitHub as a version control platform. So GitHub actually facilitated a lot of things for Dominion Enterprises and for that they were able to incorporate a continuous integration environment with Jenkins and they were actually sharing their code and making software delivery even more faster. So this is how GitHub helped not only just Dominion Enterprises but I'm sure this might be common to a lot of other companies as well. So now this is the topic that we were waiting for and now we'll learn what is Git. So Git is a distributed version control tool and it supports distributed nonlinear workflow. So Git is the tool that actually facilitates all the distributed version control system benefits because it will provide you to create a local repository in your local machine and it will help you to access your remote repository to fetch files from there or push files into that. So Git is the tool that you require to perform all these operations. And I'll be telling you all about how to perform these operations using Git later in this tutorial. For now, just think of Git as the tool that you actually need to do all kind of version control system tasks. So we'll move on different features of Git now. So these are the different features of Git is distributed, Git is compatible, Git provides you with a nonlinear workflow, it avails you branching, it's very lightweight, it provides you with speed, it's open source, it's reliable, secure and economical. So at first it is distributed. Now I've been like telling you it's a, it's a distributed version control tool, it means that the feature that Git provides you is that it gives you the power of having a local repository. It lets you have a local copy of the entire development history which is located in the central repository and it will fetch all the files from the central repository to get your local repository always updated. And I'm calling it distributed because every, so let's say that there might be a number of collaborators or developers so they might be living in different parts of the world. Someone might be working from the United States, someone might be in India. So the work, the project is actually distributed. Everyone has a local copy. So it is distributed worldwide, you can say. So this is what distributed actually means. So the next feature is that it is compatible. Now let's say that you might not be using Git on the first place but you have a different version control system already installed like SVN, like Apache Subversion or CVS and you want to switch to Git because obviously you're not happy with the centralized version control system and you want a more distributed version control system so you want to migrate from SVN to Git but you are worried that you might have to transfer all the files, all the huge amount of files that you have in your SVN repository into a Git repository. Well, if you are afraid of doing that, let me tell you, you don't have to be anymore because Git is compatible with SVN repositories as well. So you just have to download and install Git in your system and you can directly access the SVN repository over the network, which is the central repository. So the local repository that you'll have is going to be a Git repository and if you don't want to change your central repository then you can do that as well. We can use Git SVN and you can directly access all the files in your project 
that is residing in an SVN repository. So you don't have to change that. And it is compatible with existing systems and protocols. Well, there are protocols like SSH and WinRM protocols. So obviously, Git uses SSH to connect to the central repository as well. So it is very compatible with all the existing things. So you don't have to. So when you're migrating into Git, when you're starting to use Git, you don't have to actually change a lot of things. The next feature of Git is that it supports nonlinear development of software. Now, when you're working with Git, Git actually records the current state of your project by creating a tree graph from the index, a tree that you know is nonlinear. Now, when you're working with Git, Git actually records the current state of the project by creating a tree graph from the index. And as you know that a tree is a nonlinear data structure, and it is usually actually in the form of a directed acyclic graph, which is popularly known as the DAG. So this is how actually Git uh, facilitates uh, a nonlinear development of software. And it also includes techniques where you can navigate and visualize all of your work that you're currently doing. And how does it actually facilitate? And when I'm talking about nonlinearity, how does Git actually facilitates a nonlinear development is actually by branching. Now, branching actually allows you to make a nonlinear software development. And this is the Git feature that actually makes Git stand apart from nearly every other version control management tool because Git is the only one which has a branching model. So Git allows and Git actually encourages you to have multiple local branches and all of the branches are actually independent of each other and the creation and merging and deletion of all these branches actually takes only a few seconds. And there is a thing called the master branch. It means the main branch which starts from the start of your project to the end of your project and it will always contain the production quality code. It will always contain the entire project. After that, it is very lightweight. Now, you might be thinking that since we're using local repositories on our local machine and we're fetching all the files that are in the central repository, and if you think that way, you can know that maybe there are hundreds of people pushing their code into the central repository and then updating my local repository with all those files. So the data might be very huge, but actually Git uses lossless compression technique and it compresses the data on the client side. So even though it might look like that you've got a lot of files, when it actually comes to storage or storing the data in your local repository, it is all compressed and it doesn't take up a lot of space. Only when you're fetching your data from the local repository into your workspace, it converts it and then you can work on it and whenever you push it again, you compress it again and store it in a very minimal space in your disk. And after that, it provides you with a lot of speed. Now, since you have a local repository and you don't have to always travel over a network to fetch files, so it does not take any time to get files in your, into your workspace from your local repository because, and if you see that, it is actually 100 times faster than fetching data from a remote repository because, because obviously you have to travel over a network to get that data or the files that you want. And Mozilla has actually performed some kind of performance test and it has found out that Git is actually one order of magnitude faster than other version control tools which is actually equal to 10 times faster than other version control tools. And the reason for that is 
because Git is actually written in C and C is not like other high-level languages. It is very close to machine language. So it reduces all the runtime overheads and it makes all the processing very fast. So Git is very small and Git is very fast. And the next feature is that it is open source. Well, you know that Git was actually created by Linus Torvalds and he's the famous man who created the Linux kernel. And he actually used Git in the development of the Linux kernel. Now, they were using a version control system called BitKeeper first, but it was not open source. So the owner of BitKeeper has actually made it a paid version and this actually got Linus Torvalds mad. So what he did is that he created his own version control system tool and he came up with Git and he made it open source for everyone so that you can, so the source code is available and you can modify it on your own and you can get it for free. So there is one more good thing about Git. And after that, it is reliable. Like I've been telling you since the start that you have a backup of all the files in your local repository. So if your central server crashes, you don't have to worry. Your files are all safe in your local repository. And even if it's not in your local repository, it might be in some other developer's local repository. Whenever you need some data and you lose the data, and after your central server is all repaired, if it was crashed, he can directly push all the data into the central repository and from there everyone else can always have a backup. So the next thing is that Git is actually very secure. Now Git uses the SHA1 to name and identify objects. So whenever you actually make change, it actually creates a commit object. And after you have made changes and you have committed to those changes, it is actually very hard to go back and change it without other people knowing it. Because whenever you make a commit, the SHA1 actually converts it. So we'll move on to the next feature, which is economical. Now, Git is actually released under the general public's license, and it means that it is for free. You don't have to pay any money to download Git in your system. You can uh, have Git without burning a hole in your pocket. And since all the heavy lifting is done on the client side, because everything you do, you do it on your own entire workspace and you push it into the local repository first. And after that, it's pushed in the central uh, server. So it means that people are only pushing into the central server after when they're sure about their work and, and they're not experimenting on the central repository. So your central repository can be very simple enough. You don't have to worry about having a very complex and very powerful hardware. And a lot of money can be saved on that as well. So Git is free, Git is small. So Git provides you with all the cool features that you would actually want. So we'll go ahead to the next topic, what is a repository? Now as GitHub says it, it is a directory or storage space where all your projects can live. It can be local to a folder on your computer like your local repository or it can be a storage space on GitHub or another online host. It means your central repository. And you can keep your code files, text files, image files, you name it, you can keep it inside a repository, everything that is related to your project. And like I have been chanting since the start of this tutorial, that we have got two kinds of repositories. We've got the central repository and we've got the local repository. And now let us take a look at what these repositories actually are. So on my left hand side, you can see all about the central repository and in the right hand side, this is all about my local repository. And the diagram in the middle actually shows you the entire layout. 
So the local repository will be inside my local machine and my central repository for now is going to be on GitHub. So my central repository is typically located on a remote server and like I just told you, it is typically located on GitHub. And my local repository is going to be my local machine and will reside in as in a .git folder and it will be inside your projects root. The .git folder is going to be inside your projects root and it will contain all the templates and all the objects and all the configuration files when you create your local repository. And since you're pushing all the code, your central repository will also have the same .git repository folder inside it. And the sole purpose of having a central repository is so that your all the collaborators or all the developers can actually share and exchange data. Because someone might be working on a different problem and someone might be needing help in that. So what he can do is that he can push all the code all the problems that he has solved or something that he has worked on into the central repository and everyone else can see it and everyone else can pull his code and use it for, for themselves as well. So this is just meant for sharing data. Whereas in local repository, only you can access it and it is only meant for your own. So you can work in your local repository, you can work uh, in isolation and no one will interfere you. And after you're done, after you're sure that you're code is working and you want to show it to everyone, just transfer it or push it into the central repository. Okay, so now the git operations and commands. So this is how we'll be using git. There are various operations and commands that will help us to do all the things that we're, we were just talking about right now. We're talking about pushing changes. So these are all git operations. So we'll be performing all these operations. We'll be creating repositories with this command. We'll be making changes in the files that are in our repositories with the commands. We'll be also doing parallel nonlinear development that I was just talking about. And we'll also be syncing our repositories so that our central repository and local repository are connected. So let us move forward. So the first thing that we need to do is create repositories. So we need a central repository and we need a local repository. Now we'll host our central repository on GitHub. So for that you need an account in GitHub and create a repository there. And for your local repository you have to install Git in your system. And if you are working on a completely new project and if you want to start something fresh and very new, you can just use git init to create your repository. Or if you want to join an ongoing project and if you're new to the project and you just joined, so what you can do is that you can clone the central repository using this command git clone. So after we have created our repositories, it is very important to link them because how would you know which repository to push into and how will you just pull all the changes or all the files from a remote repository if you don't know if they are not connected properly. So in order to connect them, we've, the first thing that we need to do is that we need to add origin and we're going to call our remote repository as origin and we'll be using the command git remote at origin to add so that we can pull files from our GitHub central repository. And in order to fetch files, we can use git pull. And if you want to transfer all your files or push files into GitHub, we'll be using git push. So let us move forward and move ahead to the next operation. I told you in order to sync repositories, you also need to use a git push. 
it's a good habit and it's a good practice if you're working with GitHub and Git is that when you start working, the first thing that you need to do is make a Git pull to fetch all the files from your central repository so that you can get updated with all the changes that has been recently made by everyone else and after you're done working, after you're sure that your code is running, then only make the git push so that everyone can see it. You should not make very frequent changes into the central repository because that might interrupt the work of your other collaborators or other contributors as well. So let us move ahead and make changes. So now Git actually has a concept, it has an intermediate layer that resides between your workspace and your local repository. Now when you want to commit changes or make changes in your local repository, you have to add those files in the index first. So this is the layer that is between your workspace and local repository. Now if your files are not in the index, you cannot make commit or you cannot, cannot make changes into your local repository. So for that you have to use the command git add. And you might get confused that which all files are in the index and which all are not. So if you want to see that you can use the command git status. And after you have added the changes in the index, you can use the command git commit to make the changes in the local repository. Now let me tell you what is exactly a git commit. Everyone will be talking about git commit, committing changes, uh, when you're making changes. So let us just know what is a git commit. So let's say that you have not made any kind of changes or this is your initial project. So what a commit is, is that it is a kind of object which is actually a version of your project. So let's say that you have made some changes and you have committed those changes. What your version control system will do is that it will create another commit object and this is going to be your different version with the changes. So your commit snapshots are actually going to contain snapshots of the project which is actually changed. So this is what commit is. So let us go back and the next operation which is how to do parallel development or a nonlinear development. And the first operation is branching. Now we've been talking about branching a lot and let me just tell you what exactly is branching and what exactly you can do with branching. Well you can think of branches like a pointer to a specific commit. Let's say that you have made changes in your main branch. Now remember that your main branch that I told you about it's called the master branch and the master branch will contain all the code. So Let's say that you're working on the master branch and you've just made a change and you've decided to add some new feature onto it. So you want to work on the new feature individually or you don't want to interfere with the master branch. So if you want to separate that, you can actually create a branch from this commit. And let me show you how to actually create branches. Now, I'll also tell you that there are two kinds of branches. There are local branches and remote tracking branches. Your remote branches are the branches that is going to connect your branches from your local repository to your central repository. And local branches are something that you only create in your workspace that is only going to work with, your, with the files in your local repository. Okay, so we're moving on to the next topic, merging. So now if you're creating branches and you are developing a new feature and you want to add that new feature, so you have to do an operation called merging. Now merging means combining the work of different branches all together. 
and it's very important that after you have branched off from your master branch always combine it back in at the end after you're done working with the branch always remember to merge it back in so now we have created branches let us see and we have made changes in our branch like we have added edu4 and if you want to combine that back in our master branch because like I told you your master branch will always contain your production quality code so we'll just move on to the next topic and which is rebasing now when you say rebasing rebasing is also another kind of merging so the first thing that you need to understand about rebase is that it actually solves the same problem as of git merge and both of these commands are designed to integrate changes from one branch into another it's just that they just do the same task in a different way now when you're rebasing it what it does you've got a new branch and your master branch and when you're rebasing it instead of creating a similar commit which will have two parent commits what rebasing does is that it actually places the entire commit history of your branch onto the tip of the master. Now you'd ask me why should we do that? Like what is the use of that? Well the major benefit of using a rebase is that you get a much cleaner project history. So this was all about a nonlinear development. I have told you about branching, merging, rebasing. We've made changes, we've pulled changes, committed changes but I remember that I haven't shown you how to push changes so since we're done working in our local repository now we have made our all final changes and now we want it to contribute in our central repository so for that we're going to use git push so the staging area is your index the intermediate layer between your workspace and your local repository so you have to add your files into the staging area or the index with git add and you commit those changes with git commit into your local repository and if you want to push all these changes into the remote repository or the central repository where everyone can see it you use a git push and similarly if you want to pull all those files or fetch all those files from your github repository you can use git pull and if you want to use branches if you want to move from one branch to another you can use git checkout and if you want to combine the work of different branches together you can use git merge so this is entirely what you do when you're performing all these kind of operations we have understood what is version control and why do we need version controls and we've also learned about the different version control tools and in that we have primarily focused on Git and we have learned all about Git and GitHub about how to create repositories and perform some kind of operations and commands in order to push, pull and move files from one repository to another. We've also studied about the features of Git and we've also seen a case study about how Dominion Enterprises uh, which is one of the biggest uh, publishing company who makes very popular websites that we have got right now 